So is this going to be a point five or a one, like a one eighty one? What do you think? I don't know. What do you think? It's in between uh, the the worst of and the best of, so it almost feels like it's it a point five. It's gonna be a point five, I guess, because it's in between. Yeah, it was a busy period for yeah. us. So. Now, if I, if it were come, if we were releasing it on Friday, I'd say make it a a, a full one. Yeah, full one, but I'd say half. Like, All right. yeah. Since we can, we can keep it brief, since we're actually rolling the mics now, people can hear this great little behind the scenes it's a very important decision to, to whether we classify this it as is, a full-blown episode yep. because or I, th- I i went back and looked at all the episodes we've done if, if you counted the point fives we'd be that much closer to uh that 200 oh mark. yeah so mm. whatever that means for people out there listening so that's yeah. the by making this a point five we've we've pushed pushed off whatever that special episode is going to yeah. be mm. um by another another couple weeks but that just gives us more time to think of how to properly celebrate 200 episodes yeah we should get somebody famous yeah, well, yeah. I don't well, know one of us should possible. just get famous <laughs> you got you're yeah. probably the closest, yeah. Ronald. You could like, oh, you got some time, dude. Like, win something. Come on, Ronald. Get yeah. famous. Comedy Help us out. Like, I need to make a viral video of like flipping out on stage yeah. and like, yeah. oh, I get some TV appearances. We could stage something. it. <laughs> I mean, I'd come yeah. and like give you a hard time or something. Yeah. One of the things you should definitely do is when you do get up on stage is make sure people know your name right up top. Yeah. That's that's always the way I do it. So I'm always like, hey, folks, I'm John. Why don't you practice? I'm Ron. Steve, how does it sound when you do it? It sounds like uh, I'm Steve. Like I'm not. That's pretty goes good. Up at the end, like I'm not <laughs> sure. Little, yeah, that's cool. a little rise at the end. Yeah, that's a kind of. But yeah, I'm definitely Steve. Yeah, oh, I'm, okay. I'm confident about that. Now. <laughs> no, no uncertainty you. on my part. This is movie movie, and we are here to talk about Split, the new M Night Shyamalan uh, thriller. Thriller is a good word. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to oversell horror. No. Which yes. I think happens too often. Thriller, suspense, let's stick with that. Right. Really, it is a movie that boils down to, for me, uh, a lead performance. Absolutely. James McAvoy is so fun to watch in this, doing stuff that could be hammy and could be cheesy, and may even be hammy and cheesy, I don't know. Kinda I think campy. it is, but it's aware, it's fine with it's it. So it embraces it. it. It's so fun. Like, yeah. when, when you, when the way that, well, he plays a guy with, uh, it's DID, it's yep. Dissociative Identity Disorder, which is a real thing. Yep. We used to call it Multiple Personality Disorder. That's not a spoiler, folks. That's that's in the marketing. Even the poster has sh- multiple shadows coming off of this guy. And it guy. says he has 23 identities. Yeah. Mm. His 24th is about to surface or yeah. something like that. A friend mm. of mine pointed out what a bad tagline that is. It's because, horrible. Because it's, it's like, there's nothing particularly scary about a 24th personality. No. It could just be like, his, his and his 24th is about to show itself. Roger, a cake decorator. <laughs> you know? Like, it doesn't have to be scary. Yeah, it could scary. be. Um, but, like, so there's that. It's like, you have that question of, is this movie using... Uh, a real disorder in a way that's going to ruffle people's feathers. Right. I'm reminded of how when The Visit came out, which was M. Night's last movie, um, the the twist of that film had a lot to do with characters that were mentally ill. Mm-hmm. And there were people who were saying the movie was really insensitive and kind of vilifying the mentally ill in a way. I don't want to be that person who's like imagining a controversy on behalf of people that I'm not, you know, that I'm not numbered amongst. Yeah. But I did think that's the one thing with Split I was wondering, like, is this a, a kind of a cool, bold portrayal of this disorder? Or is this a weird thing that years from now people are going to look back and say, can you believe how negatively this movie portrayed the idea of someone dealing with with DID? Well, I think that was kind of the, th- the theme of it, right? I guess the conflict was, is this a real thing? And uh, it was really a question of... Oh, how do people perceive this uh, this disorder in relation to 
people that are considered normal mm -hmm. like is is this a thing that is a a disability is it an advantage is it a disadvantage sure. and i guess that's that's kind of a recurring theme throughout the movie and um you know it doesn't tackle it with any political correctness but i think there's as a cool angle in the end that i didn't even consider i mm -hmm. guess in the idea of how it's perceived i thought it was done i, I hate the, the like you know tour to what was it tour de force yeah mm -hmm. man he was fucking incredible in this he's movie he's so underrated yes and and there was a point and by the in, way we're talking about mcavoy, McAvoy. Yeah, McAvoy. Yeah, McAvoy. okay there's a point where he's portraying these personalities where i physically i found myself thinking about them as separate people absolutely you know he, his facial expressions changed oh, his you demeanor knew it changed. there were a couple times where you knew who had showed up based you on knew what character yeah. the was, face yeah. and i'm sure i mean again we aren't talking about character there are some wild differences between these characters so there, there are some it's not like the most subtle difference right, in the world sure. but still the little shift of like the expression being like more maternal or being more harsh or mm -hmm. even uh, one of the personalities uh, is has OCD. It was fun to watch. It was just a really fun performance to watch, and it is the movie. I mean, there are other characters that really show up and 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 stick with you, but yeah. that performance had to work for this movie to work at all. And I think that in that sense, it was pretty successful. He's got this niche where he can kind of make slightly boring movies where people don't talk like real people, <laughs> yeah. and yet you still sort of go along for the ride. Mm. Do you know what all yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, none of the conversations in this movie felt particularly uh, naturalistic, but I have sort of come to accept that he's got something on his mind, some hook. All we know at the beginning is that these three girls are abducted by this guy and taken to a lair. We don't know where the lair is. We don't know what his plan is. I was reminded of... Um, not particularly the film versions of this, but uh, th uh, the television show Hannibal. Sure. Um, uh, and the treatment of uh, the Tooth Fairy, yeah. that Francis Dollarhide character. I felt a lot of kinship between uh, James McAvoy's character and that guy. As far as here is a killer, a, a, a person who's like weak and vulnerable and also has insane power, insane like strength sure. and the ability to do real damage, but is also like a fragile person who's like looking for a connection or looking mm. for something something right. in the world to make sense. So um, I do think that it has some good creep factor to it in that sense. Yeah. What did you think of the movie overall? We're gonna, we'll get into some spoilers soon, but like what were your general feelings and how do you think it fits in with his, his oeuvre? Well, I mean, spoiler-wise, I, I guess there is a connection to another movie, right? Yes, we'll get to that. I'm not going to say yeah. anything about that, but yeah. But I think in general... Whatever whatever it is that he's trying to do in these last two movies, I guess to kind of get back to what his his first couple movies were like, sure. which is kind of straightforward stories with, um, you know, a little heavy-handedness about the message. But in general, the pace, very swift. It's interesting the way that they map out the personalities. To, it it kind of reminded me of... Um, What's the Pixar movie that came out in 2015? Uh, the one about the emotions? Inside Out. Inside Out. Inside Out. The way Inside Out presented an idea, explained it very quickly, and then once you know, the references when the doctor's talking about the personalities and stuff like that becomes very clear, and you're seeing this guy kind of morph into these people, and having the the doctor explain all that stuff didn't always feel like the the smoothest thing but it served its purpose it wasn't always the most dynamic thing to have happening no. in a movie but mm -mm. looking back on it you realize that m night 
really had an idea. He, he really did. had an idea. Like he this did. movie really has a concept behind it. This movie really gets at that idea of the mind being mysterious and yeah. like how we can access different parts of our mind. Now, I think that's a favorite part of movies about this, which is to suggest that if we could access these parts of our mind, we would have abilities and things stored yeah, up inside us. But it. if you're looking at like almost a sci-fi or almost kind of a we're getting real close to our spoiler on this one if we talk about it too much, but the type of film that this film kind of represents, this is a cool angle on what is almost similar to like the idea in the X-Men movies yep. that a mutant hits puberty and suddenly their powers manifest. Right, right. Yep. This idea it's of a realized. trauma fracturing someone's mind in a way that something manifests is really interesting and I think really cool. And I hope it's not too offensive <laughs> for, for, them, for them to explore. Right, right. Because I, I thought the movie did a good job. And what you're saying, scenes of a psychiatrist literally giving a lecture, you know, not the most filmic way to, to explore that. Very expositional. Yeah. But allowed us to get into the headspace of this psychiatrist who really becomes kind of a main character in the thing. Um, what about you, Steve? No, I mean, I, I, the more I talk about it and think about it, I really liked it. And I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I get what you're saying about like how it could be received in terms of it's, it, it presenting a certain thing in that light. Uh, but... I don't know. P filmmakers have to be able to depict experiences they yeah, that, haven't had that, and tell stories that, that, that they can't have lived. Live, they yeah. have to be able to. Yeah. But my thought is, if he didn't talk to anybody with DID or talk to any psychiatrist or go sit in a group or something, then maybe he didn't do his due diligence. Maybe. But I, I don't if, know if he did or not. But who's to know yeah. that some of the details right. in this thing didn't come from observing people sure. with the condition or sitting down with someone who's got the condition and explaining what it's like? I mean, because yeah. I do think that even though the villain is a guy who suffers from this and his villainy is tied in with his condition at no point are we led to believe that everybody who's experiencing this is evil no sure no, no way and also know. the movie actually takes care to say that the personalities that he has are equally responsible for sort of protecting him as they are for sort of attacking other people. So this notion of doing evil yeah. because one personality is, is, is or one identity is, is protecting the core identity again that feels that feels nuanced to yeah. me. It doesn't feel like they're trying... Like, he is a sort of a pathetic figure as much as a villain in, in many parts of the movie. And then when he is a full-on villain, he's, like, climbing around and jumping yeah. and running. It's like he's like an animal. Um, yeah. But... But I think... I mean, I don't know. The more I think about it, I think if you think about some of those scenes with the psychiatrist, that there are a mo couple moments where, like, they are presenting, like, other uh, patients that, you know, have this disorder in a different light like when she does the, the talk through like the Skype conference right. like she acknowledges other patients of hers that like mm -hmm. are not in this you know yeah. in the same scope that uh, Kevin I think is his name mm -hmm. is um, but I don't know like I just think that it was really I thought that it was really kind of metered out nicely now that I, you kind of get to the end and you realize what's going on yeah um, I thought uh, like the more I think about like little drops i picked up throughout the film like the fact that like he that he references as one of the personalities that like he'd watched the two girls mm -hmm. for so long like but that he found a third and like the third was never like the one he intended to take you, mm -hmm. you, you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. like i yeah. feel like those little things are so intentional and like you don't think about it in the moment but now after the fact i'm thinking back on like certain bits of dialogue and like thinking about what Anya, well, I don't know her name in the film, mm -hmm. but the Anya Taylor Joy plays the the third girl, like the lead girl, like what her place was in all of this. Casey, Casey, yeah. And like, which, by the way, um, 
In our uh, best TV of 2016 episode, I don't know if it actually ended up because I edited some segments out of that one to keep it the length down. But I think we called Jonah on uh, Veep. I think we called him Noah about 10 times. <laughs> Did we? <Yeah>. Nice. <laughs> Noah. Sounds about right. And I also said John Turturro's character had psoriasis on um, the night of, uh, even though I think some of those symptoms matched psoriasis. I think he was supposed to have eczema. Eczema. Wow, we are so yeah, professional. So, you could tell, mm. so yes, we don't do research. We're not authorities. I really liked it. I, I, I definitely uh, want to check it out again. And uh, outside of McAvoy's, like, just he is yeah. amazing in it. I loved him in it. And uh, the other thing I remember walking out of the theater feeling like was that I love a filmmaker that like really is dedicated to his city. Like mm-hmm. I love seeing, even though this whole movie you don't know really where he's at right. or what is what is happening or where it's happening. The moment it's revealed, it's like you 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 immediately pick up on like his love for Philadelphia and like how he always goes back. It's a little thing, yeah. But I I really yeah. appreciate like you know reading about a filmmaker that like uses like the same crew from the area and mm-hmm. like you know tries to put his city in in his films as much as possible. And when you realize where this is taking place this whole film underground, uh, you know, what's above and like where it ties into the story. It's kind of like a cool landmark piece to like give some attention to the city and like what's a popular visit. If you go to the city, it's like a really great place to go. Mm-hmm. And to have that idea that something really horrible is happening underneath of it. Yeah. You know, it's really, um, I think it's kind of like symbolic to so many things that we see that are great things or we see them as great things and surface level things that like you never really like think about what's going on literally underneath. And it's kind of creepy when you think about that. Um, But yeah, I was totally into the film and I I, am very anxious knowing how it ends, which we can talk about now. Um, to see it again. To see the conversation and and like how it changes and like to see what I'm looking forward to is to see if there's any announcements or like in terms of interviews in with him weeks, like yeah. as far as what motivated this well let's go ahead and say I think we're all basically saying uh, you could do worse than spending your 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 dollars at the theater to go see I'm saying go ahead. go ahead he's back on my radar as a guy who I'm yeah. interested to know what his next idea is like yeah. this was such an idea this is a Bloomhouse movie right? yeah yep. I, I mean I would be this is, a, this is an odd weekend it's tough to know what yeah. movies are going to be like this weekend, but I feel like this is positioned to be a pretty big, I hope so, big movie for him and for Bloomhouse this weekend. I don't and they know, know how to market actually, to get that opening weekend. I don't too. know that's actually confirmed, but I've seen a few different sites that it's definitely under ten million dollars. Wow! And a couple to make re- the movie, and some reporting that it was more around five to seven. Wow! Insane! And it looks right because it looks, it looks great. It looks great. So it it's really almost does. like he had like a wake up call or a come to Jesus moment or something yeah. because it's like Maybe. he's come back and he's made. These two really solid genre films that that are like maybe not the kind of thing you pictured him making when you first saw Sixth Sense and Unbreakable. Yeah, but yeah. like, I, I like. I think I said this before the screening the other night too. I just like it when someone is seems at home yeah. with making genre films, Definitely. and I like the idea that he doesn't seem to be shooting for, you know, the next Kubrick, the next Spielberg, whatever he wants envisioned for himself. Maybe he's maybe he's been I hate to say maybe he's been humbled, but I'm just I, saying yeah. maybe yeah, he's sort mean. of more realistic about yeah. like what he can get done in a movie, and he's still barreling forward. You know, I think he's probably seen the highs and he's seen the lows, and he's like, I I have to show people that I'm a good filmmaker. At the end of the day, he's a really good storyteller, and I think that some of it got kind of diluted in mm-hmm. whatever big ideas he had. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like the idea of I mean I hate to bring this up but like George Lucas the idea that like if you have a very small budget right mm-hmm. you can make these amazing things it's it's when you get that ton of money 
that the ideas just start you like I, well i could have snakes in this mm-hmm. animated snakes <clears throat> and that could be a pyramid and that could be you know right. what i mean like Definitely. you just start going insane but if you have a limited budget you can make it work within that you can mm-hmm. do a lot of cool little devices to create scares rather than having cgi everywhere yeah. i think it's something super smart about the idea of having a limited budget having the limitations but also having them be your strengths what if we find out that m night's next movie is snakes on a pyramid <laughs> i would i'd watch the shit out of that movie after these two movies I'd yeah watch I, it. i'm kind of in okay yeah. well so we're dancing around it we're about to get into spoiler territory we're all in we're all in favor of split yeah but so split establishes i i think maybe for the first time that we've had a confirmation in his movies that there yeah. is a m night shamalana verse Shyamalanaverse, and and that uh, yeah, there's a this movie takes place in the same world as as Unbreakable. David Dunn is in the end of this film, mm-hmm. Mr. Bruce Willis himself. Mm. So what we've been watching in ter- in terms of it passes off as a thriller, it passes off as sort of a horror, but it's also an origin story for a potential adversary for Bruce Willis's character in. <laughs> In what? what are they, are they going to announce Unbreakable too? I mean, they've been saying they want to do that for yeah. a long time. I would love that. But if they now yeah. have that, so and now good. James McAvoy is like the Joker to his Batman, and like oh, Mr. Glass is in an asylum somehow trying to meddle and wow. trying to play around in this, that would be really cool. Because they definitely ended that this movie. Be... James McAvoy like saying into the mirror, like, "Now they know your power." Yeah. I was like, "Oh, this is a villain's origin. This is yeah. like the origin of a nasty villain." And the, the idea of like a supervillain with multiple personalities is kind of fucking cool. It's really cool, especially because we saw how distinct and potent and each of them, each yeah. one of those personalities was. Yeah. You know, and you really only saw like four. Yeah, yeah, five. Yeah. Right. So like that—that's kind of something cool too to possibly explore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so okay, was mm-hmm. that just a fun tag or was that a clue of something greater? I hope it's a clue of something greater. Yeah. Genuinely, I, yeah. I've always really enjoyed Unbreakable. Me too. I've always thought it might like, be my of, favorite of his movies. It, it, it's yeah, it's a conversation. I feel like it's always been it's, something that deserved the sequel. It's only marred by that ending. That right. I don't think it needed the text up on the screen. I think the text up on the screen saying this yeah. is what happened afterwards made it feel like they didn't shoot a scene that they should have showed us. Oh, but everything okay. up to that moment, up to him walking away, yeah, was I. I mean, seriously, I love that. I, I think. It's a movie that suffers a little bit from maybe trying to structure itself around a twist, mm-hmm. but I loved all the reveals so much. I love the notion of him finding his heroism, of him overcoming his fear. I love how mundane all of that is. But like before we got these Marvel movies, yeah, before this new era, the Unbreakable was one of the best attempts at yeah. a kind of like, let's envision superheroes for a modern audience. Like a real person. And it's like now we now there's even more of a spot for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, okay, so here's a problem then. Okay. I feel like less than half the audience understood that That's true. last moment. I think so, too. But because, because I want to know. I yeah. want to poll people. I yeah. heard many people walking out explaining to someone in their party. What it was. Uh, Unbreakable. Oh, that one with Bruce Willis? Oh, I liked that. But it's like people weren't making the connection. I actually heard yeah. somebody say, was that the guy from The Sixth Sense? Isn't he dead? <laughs> <laughs> I heard somebody say that. Okay. After our screening. Okay, well, I, I actually like, have another... I was like, I what? Another, He's talking to the girl. I have another mind-bending thing to throw. If this now takes place in the same universe as Unbreakable, then that means that the psychiatrist in this is working with a researcher who was once uh, apprehended by David Dunn in a bathroom uh, doing a drug deal 
at a ball game because that was M Night Shyamalan's cameo. Oh right, 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 right. And his cameo in this is as a as like a researcher working under the the psychiatrist. Wow. So, so I was thinking so like I was wondering so like has he, he given up the drugs or is whatever? Is he the same character? <laughs> yeah. I really did want there to be some reference to like Narcotics Anonymous or something in <laughs> yeah. that you know. But he's I did, picked up weight. Yeah, she yeah. references yeah, like she maybe does. he quit the drugs, picked yeah. up a few pounds. Right. That was Not, also by the way his least pompous yeah. cameo it was yeah, actually kind of it. it was almost like when he popped up on screen i was like oh okay, yeah he's go. gonna fuck i kind of laughed but then i was like no that was a nice little scene and it was self-effacing and it almost felt like that was another thing he did to say hey guess what folks i'm in this but look i'm not i'm not playing the i'm not playing the writer i know my role now the, the writer whose dream is going to cure the world or whatever right. I'm, I'm, I'm just putting cool things on the screen for you so yeah, like yeah. does a does a twist like that work if half the people have to have it explained to them? What's no. going on with that? Well, like, is I, the cultural awareness of Unbreakable even a blip right now? The cool part is because we live in this Netflix era, people can go back and watch it now, yeah. quickly. Right, they can quickly go to see it and and realize the connection. And it's okay yeah. that um, if they don't immediately know the connection. They can see, okay, it references this movie. Oh shit, I have mm -hmm. to watch that movie. Let me rent that real quick. Let me let me stream that really quickly. Let me watch that movie. Which was a little different before. I feel like you you had to do a little digging yeah. for some of that stuff. So I think it's a good thing. I think it I think it'll it'll carry into the mythology of the, the movies and his and I think I think there's gonna be a deeper appreciation for him in the end. I think you're right. Yeah. While I want to agree with everything you said, like personally, I agree with that, yeah. and I hope that's the case. Right, right. I I wonder if they like if he could stay with this like Bloomhouse thing and make that sequel. Could he make? Th then it would be yes. Yes. Mm. Could he make Unbreakable two for fifteen million or exactly. twenty million or something like if that? If that's the case, I would bank it on what you just said. But if it goes to something where like if that's a big studio thing. I don't know if the studio is going to bank on the connection to Unbreakable. Yeah. But if Bloomhouse is willing to explore this with him, and if that's something that could be a real thing, I think that's very possible, and they could possibly have a franchise. Mm -hmm. a, a real, like, right, right, right. beyond horror franchise on their hands. That'd be cool. And but, an interconnected web of movies that, like, if if this was a series of sort of superhero-ish interconnected movies that had this kind of slightly more creepy because yeah. like unbreakable had a sort of thriller vibe yeah. to it as well like i think that's a cool like dc can do that for a movie marvel can do that for a movie but they don't have a whole like universe that's soaked in this kind of dread and this kind of you it, know the evil that men do sort yeah. of thing you know? it reminded me of 10 cloverfield lane the idea yeah. that like you had a big monster movie and then yeah. you had one that was kind of like a thriller horror mm -hmm. yeah. element to it yeah that was totally different that still connected it, and then they're gonna have another one, right? There's another one coming up pretty. What? Another Cloverfield. The movie. Cloververse. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, I think there's another. So I, I think that. And it also feels like one. From what I heard, it doesn't sound like it fits in. Like I think it's one where the connection is gonna be interesting. It's not like a direct oh, sequel right, to anything, right, right. you know. I think no, that's, that's cool. I think it's cool the way they've yeah, done yeah. that. No, I like that idea. That like. I mean, it's it's a little obnoxious when you hear someone say that they're starting an, a, a franchise or they're starting a connected right. universe. But if you can do it organically and have it kind of please that side of you, you know? Yeah, it could work. Yeah. It could, it could work. That side of you that wants to see things have a meaning but not have it forced down your throat and yeah. not have the slate of the next 10 movies announced where you kind of feel like, okay, now we're just, you know. Can yeah. I tell you something? If you told me 10 years ago... That I would love M. Night Shyamalan and hate Johnny Depp. <laughs> you just smacked me. In I the would face. have slapped you twice. Yeah. I cannot. 
But what if this what if this person from the future then showed you just a few scenes from Yoga Hosers? Back there. I would faint. I think blood would come out of my nose. Okay, so what, we've talked a lot about James McAvoy and the implications of his character. Let's talk about some of the other elements of the film before we wrap it up. I thought the the character of Casey, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just going to go with Casey. I hope we're I right. like it. Good um, choice. Um, I thought it was interesting that at the end of the film, she, she too has had a kind of origin story. Yeah. But that she was going back into a life situation that was potentially worse and more nightmarish than what she just escaped. Right. Like James McAvoy was a person who was, parts of him were determined to kill her and eat her, uh, but other parts of him were not. Which explains... Whereas the man she lives with is her uncle who's apparently been raping her since she was a little girl, which I think is the most gruesome plight of a movie character I can think of. Because like that's been going on, we can assume... Since she was little, yeah. according to the way this movie posits it. That's another thing that's almost too gruesome to use it for pulpy filmmaking purposes. But in in the end, I came out of it thinking, if if that's fair to do, if it's fair to right. use for pulpy thriller pur- purposes, to use like sexual abuse and raping a kid and all these things that are really just gross things... It's it's another thing he's doing. It's you know like remember the villain in Unbreakable, the guy who was like had the women tied to the radiator yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Like that was really like something out of Hannibal Lecter as well. You know right. that had that feel of like this killer is doing something has this weird pathology and he's doing something unsettling. I think that sometimes you can lean into that kind of ugliness, and there can be a purpose to it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be that you're making light of it or that you're going. Wouldn't this be cool? Because I left this movie thinking. Just what an interesting notion that was, A, that that what she just went through is maybe not that much worse than her day-to-day life is. And then B, this notion of trauma and being a survivor and the different ways that people are survivors, the different way that the different ways that one person protects themselves versus another. Yeah. And ultimately her life being spared by the killer in the end because he recognized in her a fellow survivor. I feel like that stuff is really deep and loaded. Whether it's exploitative or not, yeah. you know what I mean? It's almost like it's worth getting at that kind of emotional content. But I found that that idea at the end that she was going back to live with her uncle was so sad that I was like, well, I hope there's a continuation of this story because I want to see how she's gained something from this experience that maybe gets her out of that predicament that yeah. she's in. I hope that's not the last time we see her character if we do come back to these these people. It almost seems like she's linked to the McAvoy character now. So maybe yeah. if he's going to be a villain, she's going to be like a, a person that can talk to him or something. So, That'd be really cool. So we kind of got introduced to a new bunch of characters. Yeah. If, really if it is just a little blip, if it is just a wouldn't this be neat and it's just for the ending of this movie, do you feel like this movie was a complete enough statement? I think so. Yeah. I yeah, I so. would agree. Yeah. Um, it, I, well, the cool part was her life, exp- her life situation explained why she took in the the experience the way she did she was just like why don't we just fall back and figure out what this is mm-hmm. before we you know we need to know the space the layout of this yeah yeah stuff. yeah that was really smart in in something that only someone that went through what you went through could assess mm-hmm. yeah that you can't just act you'll get killed and when she's like pee hurt. on yourself pee on yourself yeah, yeah. meaning like he won't he won't find you sexually attractive right 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 um so smart Right, but you knew at that moment, oh, she's got something going on. That she had a father who was on House of Cards and an uncle who was on uh, Orange is the New (laughs) Black. (laughs) The Netflix. You got to know who else in her family is, you know, some big Netflix stars. (laughs) How crazy would it be if they just connected people through Netflix shows rather than just franchises? Or if it said, 
I'm taking you home now. I got to get to my job at the women's penitentiary. You know, like if it really was. The Luke Cage. This is the up. movie that connects every universe. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, overall, I, I thought it was. I thought it was good. It had some weird parts, but I, I thought it was a solid movie. Yeah. And I do think they did a good job of having a situation that was clearly sexually menacing to yeah. these young women. That didn't, like, the camera didn't even leer. Yeah. Like. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Like there were moments where the camera totally could have leered, and where if I think certain directors would have would have had there would have been more ass yeah. shots, or there would have been more like running around. But like yeah. you know, outside of a few just unavoidable moments of of girls in They're very attractive in, women, yeah, I mean like in tight clothes, yeah, laying or laying down and running around. But I'm just saying, yeah. like when that one girl had to take her skirt off, and the like another movie that would have been a long, uncomfortable sequence of the, those those girls being menaced by this guy. But it's sure. almost like the movie was willing to say, we know this is a, a component of this guy's thing but it's not going to be a component of this movie you know yeah. you're not going to feel like it's sexually exploitative right, right. i was a little surprised that those other two girls were just once it was time to be done they were just they yeah. were eaten no sh- i like that actually yeah, yeah i liked too. it but i was surprised yeah, it definitely really surprised, surprised me. me that's that's why i yeah. liked it yeah. but that's as far as you were saying it's debatably horror that dips into real horror right there, yeah where it's like yeah. two characters who seemed like they were you know, even the like the, they they had spunk to them. They, there was something to them. They didn't have like dead meat written all over them yeah. the way characters in this type of movie sometimes can. Sure. He, I mean, he's just taught us through the last movie and this one that when the stakes are high, man, they, crazy stuff happens. Mm-hmm. I, I, you and know, it I, will I, happen. Yeah, yeah. It's and like people yeah. aren't safe. I love that. I love that. that that's man. I totally agree with yeah. you. I love that people. I like. I think you were talking about it when you and I were talking after the screen. Like there's. The build to like the shots between like him, like James McAvoy's transformation that he goes through into this whatever 24th personality. Yeah. Um, 24? Woo! <laughs> See, that's the scariest number. <laughs> uh, like, you know, this is all these like quick cuts. Like, the editing was really cool. Like, when the one girl was trying to like unlock the latch on the outside of the door, mm-hmm. yeah. like it would like progress and then it would, she'd knock it back. Yeah. It was like yeah. this nice tension build. That was cool. And you're tension. like, you know, all this well, that is was happening. edited between like that and the psychiatrist talking to yeah. him, and you could tell yeah. that that was going south. And then the other girl trying to get out. Yeah, there were all these like simultaneous action. And you all and you understood it all, which yeah. is which is really hard to oh, do. Oh, was that during the psychiatrist? I thought that happened when he was actually he'd already oh he'd already killed her. Yeah, I yeah. S- no, 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 no. Wait, what? Now I'm confused. I thought that that happened when like he had already he had went off. Wait, what? I'm confused. He now. went off to talk to her. I thought uh, he went off. Uh, it happened. Right. Simultaneous action is always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it, it was. It was, was some, interesting. The, was the cuts were cool, just because like something was ramping up with that with his character, yeah. and like there's this moment of like the girls are kind of working. The two that are they're all kind of separated at this point, in different rooms, and they're kind of talking to one another, trying to yeah. get out. And you know, it's like kind of smart. Like I heard a latch. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. like here's a, what's what's there. Oh, there's a hanger. And it's like, and it's slow, you know, it, it it's a long mm-hmm. cut, like where, you know, this girl's trying for like a good, like two minutes to get this yeah. hanger, yeah. but it's like little clips of it. And it's like, oh, maybe she, maybe they're going to get out. And like, there's going to be like a chase scene or yeah. no, like the next time you see them, like, yes, their guts have they're, been they're, eaten they're, they've out. They've been that's, eaten, yeah. which is like, that's fucked up. <laughs> and it still really didn't confirm up. at that moment, like whether it was still just him or whether it was this other thing right. going on. And then right. when you see him and he's got like the blackened veins and yeah. it's like, it's clear there's something going on. Yeah. But the idea that that was something inside him that was unleashed by his, his, his mental condition is, it's again, interesting. I really do want to know if, if there's going to be any protests to this film by, by I hope people in the DID community. I, I don't, uh, United States of Tara had a similar thing to it. Yeah. Including a 
a beast character. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's interesting to think that it this is a more serious version yeah. of that and mm-hmm. how they handled it. I, I thought they both handled m- mental issues pretty well. I don't know. It, it was. I thought it was. I yeah. thought they were both good. So. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting film. Yeah. yeah. Go see it. I mean, it's like we're talking about a guy who a couple of years ago we would have started. We wouldn't. We would have thought was done, yeah. or at least yeah. was done making this type of scrappy entertainment. So, good on you, M Night. Keep it Thanks. up, buddy. Yeah, don't fuck up, <laughs> <laughs> please. Yeah, don't fuck up Unbreakable Two if that's what you're doing. Yeah, you know? I really want to know if that's the plan. I know because if that is the plan, that's kind of that's really cool that they were able to keep th- this kind of a secret. That's rare, man. Yeah, like you mentioned Ten Cloverfield. Like I love that. Thing. Yeah, like where you can actually keep your mouth shut about something. No, I'm very curious to see how the next couple of weeks come along if they're going to say something. But, right. um, but yeah, I think collectively, go ahead and see Split. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, that's it. This is a nice little 181.5. Yeah. No, 180.5. Yes. And 180.5. And uh, we'll be back at the end of this week with our favorite films of the year. And that's that'll exciting. Be pretty exciting. I know. Lots of movies to talk about. Yes. So get your pen and paper ready or your IMDb list so you can add some to it. Um, but yeah, uh, find us on Facebook or moviesmovie.com, iTunes, Google Music, uh, SoundCloud. We're probably there if you can think of it. But <laughs> I try to drive home the iTunes thing because like, you know, the stars and the ratings really help us a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's weird like how much it does help just getting like one more review or one more rating in terms of like search results. Yeah. It's so dumb, but it, it helps. It does. Um, or you could just share us on like your favorite social media platform, whatever you prefer. But we'd appreciate it, and uh, we will check in with you guys in a few days again for our favorite films of 2016. Mm. And uh, as always, you've made our day. Take care. Bye. Bye.